What's going on, everyone? It is Monday, episode 41 of Bet Twin. I'm Claudia Bellafato. He is Joe Fan and Joey. All of the stars came out this weekend. Very fun, packed, star-filled weekend. Yeah, it's it's interesting when you live in Vegas. Now everyone comes to Vegas for the big events, and there was no bigger sports weekend this past weekend with the NHL All-Star Game in Vegas, uh, and then also the Pro Bowl. Before we get to our stories for that, I, I have to share what I walked into at the win this morning. So we record on Monday mornings and, and you and I get in around seven thirty eight, So fairly early. And most times we have to walk through the casino floor to get here, um, to our studio here in Las Vegas. And most times the casino is pretty quiet on a Monday morning as you'd expect. I'm walking up and I was like, man, that's a lot of people at that craps table. And so I kind of check it out. It's a $500 minimum table which I've never seen on any casino floor because I feel like mo- most of the time those tables are in private or whatever and on Monday morning, super random, it's packed. And so this is kind of what people will ask me. I've been here four months now and you probably get this question all the time. What's it like living in Vegas? And I think my answer is, is that the scope of Vegas and the strip and everything that's going on at any given moment is so hard to fathom. And so much of what happens, especially with big gambling, happens behind closed doors. You never see it. This was really my first time getting to see it. I'd never seen a $25,000 chip before. This guy had probably $500,000 worth of them. And this one guy, I stood there for probably 45 minutes and he had been rolling before I got there and was rolling by the time I had to go because I had to come do this show. And it, <laughs> had they, to come. the bankroll at the table was was diminished and wiped out so much that the boss, the pit boss had to go and get more three and a half million dollars in chips. It was crazy. I was talking to a dealer. He's like, Oh, you should go to the back room and see the baccarat table is where guys are betting a hundred thousand dollars a hand. Just like, I can't, I can't fathom that. Hey, see, Especially see, on a Monday morning. See, we're, we're 41 episodes into this thing. Right. And now you're sort of realizing how crazy the, the financial part, I'm still, confused and shocked when I walk through and yes, people are gambling at seven 30 in the morning, but they're also like ripping bourbon or, or beer. And I'm just like, Vegas, yeah. Vegas is a wild place. It's I haven't crazy. seen, I haven't seen that sort of financial shock yet, but that, yeah. I hear just like, can I get a black one? Just like, one. Yeah. I'll take the scraps, you know, like I take one, you won't even notice mm-hmm. the guy. I was talking to one of the dealers, the other table, the $25 table right next door. No one was there. Yeah. And I was just chatting with him and he, he's like, a lot of these guys, I mean, they're top tier win members. And what they'll do is they'll take these chips, they'll cash out. There's safety deposit box back behind the cashiers. They'll just leave the chips in there. They won't cash out or wire them to an account and just be waiting for the next time they come back because who needs that two and a half million dollars? Right. Not Ooh. them. We, we got to meet the see <laughs> What you should crazy. have done, Joe, what you should have done is talk to those guys and be like, hey, I have a few sports betting picks. You should you should use the WinBet app. You need you an know? assistant. You got to push that. Put your money in good places, people. Crazy. Uh, all right. <laughs> we will get into sort of the specifics of the All-Star Game and the Pro Bowl. Um, I won't say specifics because not like the Pro Bowl was the most exciting thing. All-Star sort of games and events are not always... Um, as exciting as they are, just like fun storylines. But we'll get to that. First, let's talk victory laps and hold this L's for plays we did have last week. And I will let you go first, Joe. Yeah, my best bet lost. The Suns, their 10-game winning streak uh, came to a close and they lost the Hawks. Trey Young went off, put up 40-plus, uh, and they ended up beating the Suns fairly comfortably. And so that parlay lost. 
I didn't have a great week last week. It felt like I was on the wrong side of, of pretty much everything that I played. I came back a bit um, over the weekend with just some very, very chalky uh, NBA Moneyline parlays that luckily I didn't get caught with a, a big upset. Yesterday, it was Celtics, Bucks. The day before that, it was Bucks, Bulls, Grizzlies, all against really bad teams, all won very comfortably. So it was nice to have a couple of sweat-free winners. And I'm going to start looking at opportunities to do that if you can put together some big favorites and get around even money um, out of it. But that was, I just needed to see the ball go in the hoop. And so I got a couple I got a couple wins to, to end the week. But um, looking forward to this week as we continue to dive into hockey, college hoops, and the NBA. Well, sometimes you just got to go chalky when things are not going your way. You're like, right, you, you know what? Go in. But the worst part is when you go chalky, and then they still don't hit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and I had some of those I'm, last week. I'm glad yeah. you turned things around. Like uh, the Sixers, <laughs> lost to the Wizards. I'm still trying to figure out how that one happened. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, well, on Thursday, I gave out Warriors-Kings under 222. I think I had a little too much faith in the Kings defense turning it around. Um, too little faith in their offense. So this did go over all but three of the eight Kings players who had minutes put up double digits. No crazy game for anyone on the Warriors. But Kings, yeah, that Kings defense, that game sprinted over. Yeah, yeah. And you are, you, oh, relax. where is that? I'm not talking, <laughs> I'm just saying like, it, it happens like that yeah, sometimes. Yeah. I'm not talking shit. Yeah, no, 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 I know. It's it, just like you see, you're like, yeah, good. Okay, this is these last 10 games I've been watching of the Kings meant nothing because exactly. then they come out here against one of the best teams mm-hmm. and one of the best defensive teams in basketball Yes, and light it up. Yeah. So, cool, 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 cool. It's all right, you know, good, it happens, good. but I also turned it around for myself. Uh, I bet AFC to cover the one and a half. I also bet AFC team total a true over would. 31. And I know Classic. <laughs> everyone's like, no football this week. And I'm like, uh, well, excuse me. well, I also played the AFC team total over 31 and a half, which won final score of 41 to 35. And we will get into the fun of that in just a bit. But before that, let's talk about what's going on in the news. Lots of storylines The two top ones were recent hirings. So Thursday, we learned the Jags hired a new coach, former Eagles head coach and Super Bowl champ, Doug Peterson. Peterson coached in Philly from 2016 to 2020, fired in January after internal disagreements with some coaching sayings, hirings, firings. Prior to that, he made three playoff runs in five years, two division titles, franchises only Super Bowl, which we won't talk about, but Super Bowl 52. Uh, Reminder. (laughs) Don't don't know what you're talking about. A uh, reminder, the Jags, who he is now with, went 3-14 and 14 last season, as we know, with Urban Meyer. They were 1-12 to start under Meyer. Joe, four consecutive losing seasons, three head coaches in three years, third time's a charm? I'm still fascinated that the hire hinged over whether or not they'd work with Trent Baalke. I mean, what about Trent Baalke's resume says, we have to stick with this guy? You know, like if Byron left, which was your guy, and he, Byron left, which says, I want this dude. I'm not going to work with Trent Baalke. And you say, nope, we're going to stick around with Trent because he's what? So something, I, I think something. ultimately the process, as flawed as it was, ended in a good spot. I think Doug Peterson is a great hire for Trevor Lawrence. Um, both of them have come out with, with you know, admiration for each other. And so they get to go with it through the honeymoon period of the offseason. We'll ultimately see... What happens, I mean, Doug Peterson will be judged by what he can get out of Trevor Lawrence. It's a fun place to be in for Doug Peterson, a former NFL quarterback and a guy who's won a Super Bowl, getting Carson Wentz to an MVP level and then getting the most out of Nick Foles, a Super Bowl MVP. So it's a great matchup uh, or a great pairing in Jacksonville. They just have to spend so much money and draft capital this offseason and getting him 
weapons. Your best receiver can't be Marvin Jones. There's no disrespect to Marvin Jones had a great career, but he's in the twilight years of his career. LaVisca Chenault has not developed at all um, coming out of Colorado. They've got to get him weapons um, because right now that the cupboard is pretty bare in terms of skill players. Well, second straight year with the number one overall pick. So that will, and I'm sure at some point before all of that happens, we'll sort of talk some big names uh, that should be and are on the radar. But like you said, what Peterson did with Wentz and Foles, I agree. I don't think anyone can do much worse than what Meyer did. I mean, he he really, and we talked about this, right? In, in the preseason, we said, what is he going to do to Trevor Lawrence? And, and we were right in saying he's probably going to, and it works a bit to Doug Peterson's favor because expectations. Anytime you can walk into a situation where the bar is low, <laughs> that low, I don't care what you're doing. If you're dating someone, like my ex cheat on me for three years and this and that, like, all right, I just got to be a normal human yeah, being. And and like, like, I'm already <laughs> above this person. Exactly. A guy will open the door for me. I'm like, mom, I'm in love. <laughs> yeah. like, she's like, no, your ex was just a horrible person. I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> so Doug Peterson gets to be that new guy where like Jags fans ended the season wearing clown shirts with their owner's face on them. So we are at rock bottom in terms of where this Jacksonville franchise is. Doug Peterson gets to benefit from that situation and having an all-world talent we expect to be in Trevor Lawrence that you get to mold and make your own. You're right. Can only go up from it's here. It's a legacy play for him. I mean, so. you, you make Trevor Lawrence a oh, Hall yeah. of Famer. That's your legacy too. Yep. It's cool. It's true. In other news, the Dolphins announced Sunday that San Francisco 49ers offensive coordinator Mike McDaniel will be their new lead man, replacing Brian Flores. McDaniel has been coaching for a decade and a half, just one season with the Niners as OC, but did spend from 2017 to 2020 as the run game coordinator. As we know, the Niners had great success with their run game while under the guidance of McDaniel. We also know Anthony Lynn, new assistant coach, former head coach, and former running back. How are all these new pieces uh, going to affect these teams? How does this change Miami's game plan? How do you see it? This one's cool because I know Mike McDaniel from my time with the Niners, and he's a really good dude. He's a brilliant guy. Obviously, unassuming, not a guy you'd walk across the street and you know pass by and say, oh, that guy's probably an NFL head coach. But he is truly brilliant and one of the best innovators in the game of football. And you talk to guys on that team and in that locker room, they know just what he means to Kyle Shanahan's running game, and the ingenuity of that running game. He is sort of the mastermind behind a lot of it. Um, I, I still am decent buddies with Kyle Juszczyk and just talking with him, I mean, he loves Mike McDaniel. So it's a major loss. And it felt like the, the, writing, was on the, raw, the writing was on the wall when they hired Anthony Lynn over the weekend. You felt like, okay, that's the next shoe to drop is Mike McDaniel is going to Miami. It's an interesting hire. Um, again, you talk about what can he get out of Tua? And if he can get the most out of Tua's accuracy and quick passing game and marry it with a, a you know, um, a unique and, and diverse and productive running game, then um, that's going to be interesting. But what's the thing about these kind of whiz kid head coaches and, and Mike McDaniel falls under that term, you know, what is he like as a leader? What is he like as a culture builder, as a leader of men? I have no doubt that he'll be, get, be, be able to get everyone bought in in that locker room, but I'm really excited for him and having this opportunity and, um, I think it's as good as the Dolphins could have done. Yeah, I think it's a great move. And also, this was a huge storyline, especially with the whole Flores situation. But McDaniel does identify as multiracial. So he joins the Steelers, Mike Tomlin, Commanders now, Ron Riviera, and the Jets, Robert Sala, as the league's only minority head coaches. It is important. So that also is great. In addition to, of course, you know, what he can actually do in terms of coaching. 
So now the Texans and Saints only remaining teams with a head coach vacancy. And it looks like the Texans are, this is sort of developing, started on Sunday night, developing now here on Monday morning as we record that they're going to move to Levy Smith. And you want to talk about a bad process in Jacksonville, even more embarrassing in Houston. We already talked about the embarrassment of firing David Coley, who was okay as your stopgap guy, but the job is no more appealing now than it was last year. You're looking at Josh McCown, who has no head coaching experience. You're going to bring him off the streets. Now they're going with Lovey Smith. Uh, it appears their defensive coordinator for a year ago, who, who in all likelihood is just going to be another stopgap coach. Bad organizations stay bad for a reason. And, and what's happening in Houston is just a clown show. Well, with the hiring, you and everyone in Houston, you and Mattress Mac it's alike, just, I don't want to yeah. sigh of whatever glad the hell is happening in Houston. Glad I don't have to be a part of that. Uh, but with all of these new hirings and the moves with the coaches, it's going to be interesting, too, and we'll talk about this probably next week, about where some of the quarterbacks who still final destinations are up in the air, Jimmy G included, maybe maybe Jimmy to Miami? I think Jimmy to Pittsburgh is where I'd put so, Okay, well, we'll get into that because that will be a fun conversation, yep. and uh, we'll get some odds for that as well. But let's talk about all-star Vegas All-Star Weekend recap. Uh, Joe and I both got out. It didn't happen. Check you didn't out get a sweatshirt. It didn't. Claudia's rocking her Joe, NHL All-Star sweatshirt. Like, you know what? $100? I need that. I need that. That thing better be so cozy. <laughs> it is, I'm so comfortable right now. Uh, but Joe and I both got to check out the action. You went to the skills competition Friday, which I'm jealous because that looks cool. Yeah, it was neat. Um, some of it's sort of gimmicky, but there's also, I mean, it is Named the skills competition for good reason. I mean, you see just how I, I'm a guy who I can't skate. I would look like, you know, Bambi on ice if that's if I was asked to put on skates and try to maneuver myself around an ice rink. It wouldn't be pretty. But also their ability, I mean, they have that puck on a string. I mean, they had this one thing where they were like playing blackjack on the strip where essentially they had to shoot pucks from like 30 feet away through the cards and whatever card they hit, that was their value. They're like, all right, that ace right there. Bang. All right, that 10 right there. Bang. And it's just incredible. So, yeah, those dudes are insane. And then you see the, the, the speed challenge. Like These guys are literally flying. Yeah. Nuts. Um, how was the All-Star game? It was good. It was fun. Um, lots of good fans, too. That's what's exciting when you have a, a mix of a bunch of different teams. And all the mascots were out. Yeah. And all the team mascots. And it's funny because... You know, the the Bruins mascot came out and you know, I was talking with him and then I was trash talking the the lightning mascot. And it was just fun to kind of be in that. I haven't been to a hockey game yet this year. So to sort of be there just in the uh, atmosphere was fun. Yep. And I made a little money. I sprinkled some. I saw Trent from Book It Sports. He was there right at the glass. You could tell he had a lot of money on the game because he's sitting there like this, just freaking out at every play. I'm like, I feel like I should have more action on this. I love that. Uh, but it was fun. I talked with him a bit and... Just, it, you know, good time. MGK showed up randomly. Like, there, there was a concert. Floating stage. Uh, <laughs> floating How about stage. that? It was, yeah, but whenever you have the top talent playing together, it's always going to be exciting. Jack Hughes had a huge game. Badra won uh, MVP. Tristan Jari on the Penguins, who... It's like you're watching and you almost forget. It's like, wow, all of these guys are incredible. And it's like, oh, it is the all-star game. So, eh, that makes sense, yep. but... Tristan Jari showed why he's one of the best 13 saves on 14 shots in the semis and final. So fun game. I'm glad I got to go. Grateful for the opportunity. Um, cool. It was cool. Yeah. Did again, you watch the Pro Bowl on Sunday? To prove it. Uh, I, I watched. 
I watched the beginning of it. I watched, I watched most of it in, in highlights, but it was, it's hard to watch, it Joe. Hard to watch. It's really hard. My only takeaway from that game, God bless you. Congrats on winning the money. The fact that you put some, you. some, I had to, some that's on the that. only reason I was interested. I'm like, well, I do have money. So I feel like it'd be even more tilting to bet on a game of two hand touch, but when it works out in your favor, it's a beautiful thing. I don't get, I, I didn't, I, I played golf. I didn't watch a second of this. I watched some highlights. So I have an idea. I saw Mike Evans, cool catch. I saw Kyle Juszczyk score a touchdown. I mean, I saw that all the pick sixes, every quarterback threw a pick. But you saw the most important thing, which was your boy, Mac Jones. Mac Jones pretty. I didn't even realize he was a pro bowler. Like, God, they went deep in the well for quarterbacks this year. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> Relax. He was a fan Please. favorite. Please. <laughs> That dude had a very, very good rookie season. He was not a pro. He was one of the best he quarterbacks did. in football. But good for him. And it was cool to see a little personality from the guy where he exactly. gets two-hand touch. He runs all the way to the end zone. Does the, Can you do the gritty? Yeah. Let me see. Oh, can I? Yeah. Hell no. Hell no. Oh. <laughs> we don't need to see that. Dang. All right. Move on. Can you? I don't know. I could try. But like, uh, I don't. Oh, okay. No, we'll try it afterwards. <laughs> all right. We'll get it on social. Okay. We'll, we'll TikTok it. Okay. Oh. I'll do my best do Jackson, Jackson Mahomes impersonation. Uh, I don't get my whole timeline. I was out on the golf course. I enjoyed a nice sunny day. And my whole timeline is like, the Pro Bowl is stupid. This is so dumb. It's like, just do anything else. You don't have to watch. Of course, they're not going to like be going all out. And like, yes, there was a day when Sean Taylor was lighting dudes up in the Pro Bowl. Why are we surprised that doesn't happen anymore? Please. I feel, I feel like yeah, maybe a little. Touch, yeah, who cares? I feel like a little more effort, though. It's really like they they know one. AT&T Pro-Am at Pebble Beach. Jordan Spieth was in the hunt down the stretch. Watch anything else. Do anything else. Hang out with your family. I don't get the the outrage. And it's like every year. It's not going to change. Just schedule your tweets for next year. Pro Bowl sucks. (laughs) Well, someone made a good point. They said, get the two worst teams in football and have them just play. And whoever wins gets the number one overall pick. I love that. Right? Like that, that then Ooh. I would watch and then the teams would want to play. Right? The head coaches in the front offices would want to play. <laughs> yeah. The players would still not want yeah, to well, play because then I go, we're going to get the number one overall pick for someone who's going to replace me. Unless you uh, pay the players okay. an insane amount of money, right. which give them all $250,000 to play that game. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in on that idea. I like, like that a lot. It? I like it too. Uh, I mean, I mean, AFC players still took home 80K each. NFC players got 40K. So it comes down to everyone's like, why are we playing this game? We're playing this game because they want to get paid. Uh, And the fact that they could go out there and do the very least and still get paid makes sense. But I do think that they should change it up. Some some sort of other goal aside. from. I love that idea. I hadn't heard that idea, but I'm all about that. That sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, let's get to our guest this week. A good friend of mine. His name is Alex Monaco, a fellow Chapman Panther, class of 2012. He was also a frat star with me. And this guy has been in the game for a long time. We'd be like at a party on a Friday night and he's looking at his phone. It's like, I got this team by, I was like, what are you, are you bet on sports? That's a thing. So he's been deep into it. Uh, not to, you know, out of him like that, but I'm sure you're <laughs> proud of his degenerate status. I'm he's, sure. Which is why he's so good at what he does. He is the host of the Better Half Hour on MSG Network. He also hosts uh, Moneyline Monaco on Volume Sports. Follow him on Twitter at Alex underscore underscore Monaco. Double underscore. Alex, what's up, brother? Appreciate your time, man. It's great to see you. Not only, first of all, thank you for having me, Joe and Claudia. I appreciate <laughs> it. Not only am I a two underscores, I, I'm just, who even has my name out there to the point where 
Someone has one underscore as well. I mean, how do you find me? I, I'm like an invisible man over here. Two underscores? That's like in the world of Twitter flirting, I'm, I'm losing all prospects out the <laughs> gate with a double underscore. I really hate Joe fan without the underscore. I can't imagine if there was a Joe underscore fan and I had to go the double. Uh, but I respect it. Anyways, we love the double underscore game. Alex, let's talk hoops, man. You're a hoop nut. Uh, we both have been hoop heads ever since we met in college. And I miss hooping with you, miss talking ball. Um, let's chat about just overarching thoughts of this NBA season. Anything that's that's been chalking your mind or something that's you know even better, maybe been a surprise to you? Yeah, it's fascinating, Joe. I mean, first off, let me compliment Joe's game, by the way. He not only was doing play-by-play -play for our Chapman basketball team, he could have easily played on the Chapman basketball team. The, the kids got games, so just... For viewers out there listening, just know the man can can take it in the paint. He can hit from three. He's got I, my buddy still talks about his pickup game. Oh God! <laughs> All right, Alex, relax, relax. <laughs> I mean, Joe, Joe's gonna talk about this forever. Yes, Alex, shut up. <laughs> We're done. We're done. Hey, I just said the best I'm a point guard. I'm a point guard. I got addition to my guy. He can play a stretch three. He can go on the block. Can I take just sent the Venmo. Alex. I mean, oh, Venmo God. has been sent. Appreciate <laughs> you, man. You are the new favorite it. interview. Every week we say it. Joe's gonna say. Oh, I think Alex's was probably yeah. the best. Anyways, yeah. I love it. Well, yeah, in all, in all seriousness, no, though, it's a fascinating season, right? I mean, from a betting perspective, you guys know it's, it's probably the hardest sport to cap and pick. There's letdown spots. Of course, you got 82 games. Guys are mailing it in some nights, taking days off. I'd say just on a headline note, I'm blown away by the Lakers. I'm a diehard born and raised Laker fan coming from San Diego. Mom's from LA. So I've watched this team. I kind of inherently knew this Russell Westbrook experiment wasn't going to work in hopes that LeBron could maybe I, like it sucked as Space Jam 2 was so unwatchable. And then he comes <laughs> out of that and it's like, I, again, like it was so bad. I was on a plane watching it and I'm like, he just got to Looney Tunes land and I had to move <laughs> off. Imagine being on a plane and not being able to get through a movie. Like I had nowhere to go and I'm still moving on. Like I'll go watch Step Brothers for the ninth time. But they, <laughs> their defense that they played the championship bubble season and really last year, and I'm shocked by it because Russell was supposed to be this energizer bunny that brought the basically regular season game-to-game -game effort. And I don't know what it is. I always feel like his IQ at the end of games is just it's not where it should be. And it's interesting that Mello, guys, has kind of accepted his role. And I feel like if Russ could do that and just accepts that he's not, doesn't need to be that guy on this team. And he's not that guy anymore. They could probably win. I don't think it's too late. I mean, I don't know if they're going to try if Polinka is going to make a move at the deadline. I think a two way player, a little stretch three could be huge for this team. Someone a lot younger than Ariza and Mello. But yeah, that's probably the biggest shock to me in the NBA right now. Mm. With the tread deadline approaching, like you said, on Thursday, the rumor mill turning, we're hearing a bunch of names come through. James Harden, I would say, is one of the biggest topics of conversation. You have Nets head coach Steve Nash saying he's not going anywhere. He wants to be here. I'm reading this like, do I believe it? Do you buy that? 
Yeah, I think he's going to stay put. I, I am fascinated that a multimillionaire is so unhappy in Brooklyn. It's like, I'm over here. Just switch boroughs, my, my guy. Just like <laughs> hop to a different borough. Go live in like the suburbs or something if you're not liking Brooklyn. I, I don't understand it. I, I feel like he's going to stay. It's an exciting thought. I mean, how exciting in just sports talk radio to think that maybe Maury could go Simmons for Harden and something like that could happen. I don't think it will. I think Nash is right, but I do think Harden's on the way out for sure. I just don't think he's going anywhere this year. I can't believe that that Nets dynasty is sort of over before it even started. You, if you're Kevin Durant, you're like, man, I'm, I hitched my wagon to these guys, Kyrie who can't play at home and James Harden who the hamstring in the playoffs now looking to be on his way out. Uh, Simmons or Beal, do they move this week? I don't think so, Joe. I mean, Simmons, I don't understand. Is this the Kardashian curse on steroids? Like <laughs> the guy just couldn't get it together with Kendall and now D books balling and it's still his girl. And he's, he's what is he? $19 million into penalties. Like, and I can't even do Uber Eats five times a week over here. This guy's just sitting on 19 mil. No problem. I don't think he goes anywhere. I think it's just, it's a wash though, as far as him coming back. And Beal is interesting. I would love to see him go. I don't know if he's like actually hurt right now. And it's part of why I'm on the heat tonight over the Wizards. Because if Kuzma's your leading scorer, you're in trouble. But I think Beal will probably stay. I think if the Wizards were smart, they would shop him. And just for the sake of updating my 2K roster, I'd love to see him go to a different uniform. What about the Karis LeVert trade and this Cavs team that I think probably the biggest surprise, the four seed right now in the East. Nobody saw this coming. I'm a big Karis LeVert fan. I think he fits well with that Cavs roster. A team void of creators, shot makers, distributors. He's a guy who's averaging 18, four and four and a half. And you've seen when they when they don't have Darius Garland, they're already without Colin Sexton. They sort of are without the guy who could create and facilitate. Now Karis LeVert is another dude who can do just that. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Joe. I think it's a phenomenal addition. I am just blown away at what this Cavs team is doing. I mean, at this point, I'm not shocked. I took them down as the degenerate I am. They were down, I think, somewhere between 15 and 20 in the first half to the Pacers yesterday. And I was getting plus 180. And I'm like, they're going to come back because they just that allows them to spread the rock. And it's it's a very selfless team. It's almost like pick up basketball with a bunch of guys. They don't really care how they get it done. They just get it done. And it's a refreshing style of play and in a league full of egos and guys that have to be the guy. And I'm really impressed by Kevin Love. Just stayed through this whole rebuild. And to your point, Adam Levert, two-way player. I don't know if they, they deal Sexton. I mean, do you guys think that Sexton's going to stay? That would be interesting to see if they let him go and they just go with Garland out the gate moving on. But they're doing it without Colin, which is even crazier because before the season, you would argue he's their best player. Yep. Lots of movement. We'll have to keep an eye on it. You you mentioned the word degeneracy. You mentioned it a little bit before the show. So I think everyone who's in the betting space, like we have some plays that we'll give out. We'll break down exactly why we're doing it. And then there's other times where we're like, you know what? I don't care. I'm hammering this and I'm hammering that. And I'm doing this. 
So I, I want to hear from both sides, but let's say specifically your betting process. When you sit down, you're really handicapping game, games. These are plays you're giving out. How do you navigate the late scratches, the limited minutes? Like you said, some games you just can't predict what's going to happen. How do you kind of navigate that when it comes to betting? It's it's kind of a day-by-day process. I mean, I kind of start the morning by fact gathering. You know, there's some great sites out there. Covers is in Vegas. Give a sort of how teams spread and back-to-backs and things of that nature. And I'll look at box scores a lot in terms of ebbs and flows of teams and how they did throughout the games. Because... I live bet a lot. So I'm watching these, you know, we all know NBA is a game of run. So it's tough sometimes to cap a game thinking it could go one way. And then it starts and you're like, wow, this is clearly not coming out the way they should. But in terms of just betting day-to-day NBA, it's really a combination of back gathering on all of these sites and, and looking up different ins and outs and seeing who played the day before and who didn't. And I mean, let's be honest, there's letdown spots all day. I mean, I had the Suns who were on a double digit win victory over the Hawks and I I had a bad feeling like it was trappy, but you just, you sometimes you can't get out of your own way with that. And that's the difficult thing. As you guys know, with NBA, everybody loses, everybody catches L's. They shouldn't. And it's really just, it's almost about avoiding the booby traps. Now, like, how can we find good spots? Like tonight, I'm loving the Jazz parlaying them in a money line because they got Donovan Mitchell back. And I mean, this Knicks team going on a 42 piece in the first quarter and giving up a 31 13 third. And there's your perfect example right there. It's just a game of runs, and it's kind of that way in the wins and losses category as well. But yeah, to wrap it up, it's kind of like three, four sites. And then I just kind of study how these teams did throughout games and just do my best. We uh, we all have teams as betters that give us fits. We can't get on the right side of no matter what. We also have teams that can we continue to ride to victory, that continue to, to fund our bankrolls. Give me one NBA team that you've been riding all year that you've been making money on and give me one team that you've decided you just have to avoid because you can't figure it out on a night-to-night basis. You're just always on the wrong side. Well, I've been riding the Suns a lot, Joe. I mean, they're they're the best team in basketball. They're top five in offense. They've been top five in defense and points against for most of the year. They're top 10 at the moment. And it's just like Chris Paul said the other day when when they gave up, I think they had a, I want to double check, but they, they held the Wizards to like 12 or 14 points, something like that in a quarter the other night. And it's just, he says, I just play ball. And I really think it's fascinating. I mean, you know, it's in sports media, everyone's talking about the Nets or the Lakers and here are the Suns quietly breaking a franchise win streak of 18 straight. Now they're on another double digit win streak before they caught an L to the Hawks. So I've been riding them a lot and they've been pretty lucrative. It is fascinating though, that the Oklahoma city thunder have been a top two cover in the NBA, I mean, you guys know the world we live in. Like, you talk to a casual person, how would you that the Cavs and the Thunder are two of the top three covers in the NBA? It's disgusting. That's why that's why betting NBA is so hard. And then a team that I really can't figure out, and it's part of just being a part of the network, 
I'm being a little bit of a homer trying to wrap my arms around the Knicks. Mm-hmm. And I am just, I'm on them when I shouldn't be. I'm off them when I should be. <laughs> it's, it's a tough puzzle to figure out. And it's a little bit of like, you know, I got to take them tonight. I'm here. Am I going to fade them? And I, I try to pick my spots with them, but the Knicks have been causing me trouble. So we're not the only ones who struggle with, with capping NBA because we'll be here and we're like, we have all of these reasons why. And I was fading the thunder. I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop fading them because they're weirdly covering every game. And all right, we're not the only one. That, that, that's good to hear. Uh, <laughs> this has been a very football-heavy show so far. We, we are transitioning a little bit more into NBA and NHL. But because we both have very strong opinions on this Super Bowl matchup, it sounds like you might be on the opposite side here, though. So what's your play for the Super Bowl? How are you approaching that? Well, I'm going to try to do the impossible, which is not recommended. But I have been taking cupcake NBA wins, bucks over whoever, just adding into the Rams on the money line to lower that. I think it's like minus 188, minus 190, somewhere in that regard, depending where you shop. And so I love the Rams. I really think the Rams are going to win this game. But, you know, you look at what the Bengals have done against the spread. Of course, the world we live in. I, they're on a 7-0 and against the spread. They're 3-3 in their last as a dog. The scarier thing is the longer they stay in the ring and they don't get knocked out, they come back. They've won the second half in nine of their last 10 games in the second half as an underdog. So it doesn't bode well for the Bengals in terms of star power and the best players out there. Is this Joey Burrow guy, though? I mean, the swag is out of control. It's like fan and pickup. It's like you can't match the... Joey D fan club right here, Alex. I mean, it's like he's not even trying. He's just just balling. And, I mean, you look at the Rams as chalk, right? They're 7-10 and this year. They're 5-5 and inside SoFi against the spread. That scares me. They, They have covered six of their last nine. I'm going to try to middle it. I think the Rams are going to win. If you asking me who's going to win the game, I'm leaning Bengals plus four. The nervous thing, though, is, and, and you guys know more than me, being in the mecca of sports betting in Vegas, I'm hearing a lot of sharps are on the Rams and a lot of the public is on the Bengals, which scares me because, again, I think the Bengals, they're happy to be here. They shouldn't be here. And then there's the other I know Taylor, that tree, but... McVeigh, I think he was kind of like bending the Game of Thrones knee to Belichick the first time around and, and almost like trying to be his buddy. And, and there was no warrior mentality. And now, I mean, this is the second time in, in 56 Super Bowls a home team's hosting. There's got to be some advantage to that. And I'm, I'm going to try to do both. So I like the Rams, but I'm going to be a degenerate and take the Bengals plus four, but can I get your guys? Plus? Oh, I, you I was going to say, I, I was going to say, I know it's important to follow the sharp money and people always want to fade the public, but the sharps were on the Raiders in the wild card round. And I said, I don't care who the sharp is that's on the Raiders. I am riding this Bengals team. So yes, of course, I'm always paying attention to where the money is. But in my opinion, you mentioned it, the Bengals, they, they shouldn't even really be here and they have so much confidence like they should be. I don't think they have anything to lose. I think they're going to win this game. I played them on all angles, so I'm on very much the opposite side as you. Uh, but it's good. It's good to hear someone from the other side because this is Joey B fan club over here. Yeah, I mean, we are we are going to go down with the ship. We are going to be the captains and go down with the ship uh, or ride them off into the sunset of a Super Bowl victory. We already did, 
we've decided uh, that that we are not going to bail off of this team that's been making us so much money. Um, Alex, dude, it's been a, an absolute pleasure to have you on, man. I, I'm so pumped for you doing big things over there at MSG Network. Again, check him out in the better half hour. Follow him on Twitter at Alex underscore underscore Monaco. <laughs> and curse to whoever Alex underscore Monaco is out there. I hope they step in gum today. Moneyline Monaco on Volume Sports. Hey. That's his podcast. He's one of the best out there, man. I, I appreciate you, brother. Hey, appreciate you, man. We've come a long way. And hey, Joe fan, excellent leader of men. Honor, honor be on with you. And hey, Claudia, you got, a great, you, you got guys, a great partner in crime. You guys are for sure frat stars together. I can tell. F-R-A-T-S-T-R. Oh, God. That, that's enough hey, for Joe. That's shout enough. Shout out Chapman, baby. And that, that's enough. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. All right, guys. Great stuff there from Alex. Very appreciative to him and all of our guests. And he's sort of cut from that same Brad Evans cloth, the number one of our guests. Joe Osborne mm -hmm. uh, with Odd Shark, same kind of guy. I mean, lots of energy. They bring in the and energy. lots of info. So yes. uh, good stuff from him. We've heard his pick. Claudia, as we as we turn the page, it is Super Bowl week, and, and we will continue to talk about it on our Thursday show. Mm -hmm. um, we'll be on all over it on social media with props and plays and all of it. Have you, have you changed your thoughts as the line, again, open from three and a half? You can get four and a half. A lot of places are at win mm -hmm. bet. It's at four. Keep giving me more points with this Bengals team, people. I, I don't care. If I'm getting the points, I'm hammering the Bengals. <laughs> have you put any tickets in yet outside uh, of props? I did. I play. I mean, I have a bunch. I played the Bengals money line. I played them every time they come out with a new line. I'm basically playing them plus. But I also did play them minus three and a half. It was plus something. I forget the exact number. But. I'm sort of hammering them on all angles. So yes. can we make a a pack? I'm gonna. We haven't talked about this, yeah. but I have a proposal. Okay, let's do it. We have been riding this team for a while, mm -hmm. and the the Bengals have each made us a decent amount of money. Yes. I propose that if they win the Super Bowl, we get Bengals jerseys. I was gonna say, are we going to Cincinnati? <laughs> we could do that too. Oh, I was going to get Back to I, win live from Cincinnati. I'm I'm you getting get a Joe, Joe Burrow jersey. 100%. I'll get an Evan McPherson jersey. <laughs> money Mac. I thought you were going to say Jamar Chase or something. We could oh be like, no way! Give me oh, no give way. me give me Money Mac. <laughs> I okay. how do you feel about that? I'm in. I'm going to probably do it regardless. We just shook on it, so everyone knows in case you can't see. Okay. All right. It's guaranteed. I'm in. Uh, let's talk about the line moving a little bit though. So it did open at three and a half, got bet up to four and a half, still four and a half in some books. We do have it minus four in win bet. The total opened at 49 and a half. That's down to 48 and a half, pretty much across the board. Rams money line, you can get minus 200. That's up from minus 190. Bengals money line plus 165. That's about 10 points up from where it opened. Rams team total still at 27 and a half. Bengals 21 and a half. That's down from 23. So that got bet down uh, a good amount. Team and player props are available now on WinBet. And of course, we have the build your own bet uh, parlay promo going on there. Many, many props to choose from. So I will be putting together a few of those as well. Love it. I want the Bengals to win this. I also, I feel bad saying that because Johnny Hecker is my boy. Rams punter. Went to high school with him. They had the same high school hoops team. You got you got to take the emotion out of it, Joseph. But <laughs> I love the Bengals. I also love the Bengals. I, to me, it really, it, it, we'll talk about it on Thursday more. Mm -hmm. We've been talking about it for weeks. If As long as the, the Bengals offensive line isn't a complete liability, yes. I think they can win this game. 100%. What scares me is that I don't see a blowout in Cincinnati's favor happening. I could see a blowout 
in Los, in the Rams' favor happening, which is why they're heavy favorites. Obviously, that's not rocket science. It takes Sherlock yeah. Holmes to put that together. But I think, yeah. again, when we're going through confidence levels in this Bengals team, that's what makes me nervous. Um, but we saw a team lose a Super Bowl last year, the Chiefs, because their offensive line yes. got beat every single play. Yes. Pat Mahomes on a bad foot, an offensive line that couldn't protect him for even a half second. Mm -hmm. They lose. It could very much play out the same way this year. Yeah. It, and I will say there are definitely certain things that each team needs to do, and the Bengals O-line definitely needs to play their part. I will say it makes me feel a lot better, the fact that Joe Burrow seems to get even more comfortable every single game. Like, he's so used to the pressure at this point. If it was anyone else other than Joe Burrow, I don't know if I would feel the same way. And you mentioned you could see a blowout with the Rams. I could see the Rams getting an early lead, the Bengals falling behind. But what have we been seeing, right? The Rams can give up those leads and the Bengals can cut those deficits. So Correct. I do see, you know, maybe it starts off that way. The Bengals getting a, a hot start. Bet down on Bengals oh, I was line. just about to say, this is another situation where my faith will not waver and I will be hammering all, all the plus money I can get with the we'll Bengals. Go down with the ship. <laughs> go I down love with it. the ship. Uh, this week's, let's go to the, today's secret word, yes. just in, in the spirit of the Bengals. We did mm -hmm. who day couple weeks ago. Joey B is our secret word in today's show. Joey B. Thought he is uh, favorite quarterback. I think it goes back and forth <laughs> between him and Justin Herbert. We can't really keep it straight. Uh, but right now, he yeah. is her number one QB. Uh, terms and conditions apply, but send your WinBet username and email to the WinBet uh, uh, Twitter account. DM with Joey B. Include your WinBet email and username for a $25 free bet. Again, terms and conditions apply. And it's not just me. My mother also loves Joey B. And she will. All the she'll women. She, and it's funny because my brother's name is Joey and my dad's name is Joey. So we have two Joey B's in the house. And my mom's like, does Joe Burrow have a girlfriend? I'm like, mom, stop. And she's like, but every game, he's so cute. I'm like, mom, I love him as a player. Okay. But I also love him as a person. My mom, every week, every single week, I'll show you the receipt. She's like, she said the same thing about Mac Jones. Shoot though, your shot. And the Pro Bowl. She's like, did you see the dance he shot. did? Crossover step back. Claudia <laughs> Bellafato step back into the DMs. Bellafato house. We love Joey B. Uh, bet $10, win 200 promo. Open a new win bet account. All our New York people make a deposit of $10 or more. Then it's easy. $10 odds minus 120 or greater. You get $200 in free bets. You're going to want that for the Super Bowl. Build your own bet. Lots of fun. Joey winning picks. <laughs> we started the month off. 0-1, both of us. Let's turn it around. Yeah, so as we continue and we talk through more games, during the NFL season, we basically would go through all of the marquee games and give leans and picks. So the whole show was sort of picks where a lot of our shows moving forward will be headlines, discussions of just what's happening around the world of sports. Mm -hmm. But we also want to have picks and information that that might you know sway your opinion and, and give you something to play on a given night. Um, so we, we throughout our shows we might not just have one winning pick. We'll have multiple. I have a couple of plays that I'm interested in. I will give them to you. You can decide whether or not you want to play them. I'm going to continue to see if I can ride this, this chalky uh, favorite money line parlay. Um, the Suns are at the Bulls. Bulls banged up. Suns at full strength. And then the Warriors against the Thunder. You add in the heat as long as Jimmy Butler plays. Do not put this in until you know if Jimmy Butler's playing. You can get that, uh, those three teams at plus 147. Um, and then a couple more. Specific plays, Raptors at Hornets, uh, under 225 and a half. These two teams over the last 10 games rank 15th and 25th in effective field goal percentage. The, uh, the Hornets have gone under in four straight. Raptors gone over in four straight, but those games are all at home. This is a much better team at home. 
than they are on the road. And they will be in Charlotte tonight. Much lower scoring games there. The over is 11 and 12 on the road compared to 18 and 10 at home. And then my final play, diving into the world of college basketball, uh, UNC Wilmington at Hofstra, getting seven and a half points. I will take those points. They just beat Hofstra at home, 78-72, just back on January 29th. This is recent memory. So to flip mm-hmm. that script and, and now get seven and a half points just because they're on the road, that is too many. Uh, UNC Wilmington ranks 26th in turnover percentage. So they take care of the basketball. Uh, and then Wilmington also gets to the free throw line more often. They're 116th in free throw rate compared to Hofstra at 351, which is near the bottom of Division I basketball. Also, Wilmington, uh, better defensively in terms of forcing turnovers, 60th in opponents' turnover percentage compared to Hofstra at 84th. Seven and a half just because they're on the road against a team they have already beaten. Seems like way too many. Look at you with all the action. We, we like options over here. So how is this going to work? What's your winning pick? Because you, you're just going to pick the one that wins or what? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Sounds about right. I'll take, uh, I'll take, uh, I'll take, I'll take UNC Wilmington plus seven and a half as my official for the standings winning pick. Double lock, triple Play diamond now. whale pick. Nope. Uh, I don't want to go that far yet. I got to win a couple college okay. bets, but then right. we're good. That's fair. Uh, Let's I'm, close it out. What you got? I'm going to go to NHL. We got two games. I'm going with. Carolina Hurricanes heading to Toronto to take on the Maple Leafs. I played over six goals yesterday. That's up to six and a half now. Playable, though, is the Canes team total over three at minus 115. So I'm going to play that as well, and that will be my winning pick. You have two top offenses here. Carolina first in the East in points percentage, second in the league in points percentage. Leafs averaging five goals a game in the last seven, coming off five straight wins by an average of just under three goals. However, they are facing some troubles in net. Peter Morazic will start this game for the Leafs against his ex-club. He has allowed 19 goals in just seven games a season, so he has allowed more goals than expected, which bolds well for the Canes over since they are one of the best at generating expected goals. Second in expected goals rate. They have won seven of their last eight games, averaging four goals a game in that stretch, so I feel comfortable going over the three here at minus 115 for the Cannes team total. I love it. I'll tell that. All right, sweet. Just just putting it in as we speak. Picked up his phone once we finished. I'm heading straight to the window. (laughs) Put that ticket in. Good stuff. I I love it. Good stuff. And thank you to Alex for coming on. He was a ton of fun. Uh, Like I said, we're going to be bringing in NHL. We're going to be talking college hoops. We're going to be talking a lot more. But Thursday's show will be, of course, Super Bowl heavy. So excited to get to that. Good stuff. Episode 41, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. We will catch you Thursday.